Welcome to Cowboys, not Eggheads. Home of the brave, not home of the fearful. The world needs more cowboys and fewer eggheads. We're everywhere podcasts are found. So tell your fellow cowboys, and let's keep the conversation alive on Facebook and Twitter. And now, Cowboys, not Eggheads, with Sam Fisher. It's a privilege uh, to have Dr. John McClellan, a high school friend, on the podcast. And um, John, how are you today? Good, Sam. Good. And so John actually uh, sent me a text about I don't know, two months ago and said, I'd like to come on your podcast and talk a little bit about uh, appropriate workouts for people our age. And so John's a year older than I am, um, and uh, so we're both in our 50s, and he sees a, as, a, as a spinal surgeon and one of the, well, the top spinal surgeons in Nebraska, um, if not the region, if not the country. Uh, has a, so we're, I mean, I'm really excited to have you on. Um, you're, there's somebody that we're talking to today who's a, who's a very nice egghead when it comes to spinal surgeries. I mean, I can't imagine doing spinal surgery on somebody. That's, um, it's got to be quite a trip. Um, so I just thought we'd, we'd talk a little bit about that today uh, and um, just talk about fitness for, for, for people who are aging um and uh, we'll have some fun so um the first thing i got to do though john is to ask you uh you know john uh played he didn't he he sat on the you were the sixth man on on basketball for coach kane and so the coach kane podcast was our most the second most downloaded podcast in history so a lot of our listeners have listened to it uh you listened to it um and you played for coach did did we get it right did uh did uh, is there anything you wanted to add about coach killer kane yeah, I uh, guess it was 38 years ago. Um, I thought it was a great podcast. I think um, I learned a lot from the podcast. Um, I knew Coach uh, played professional baseball. Um, at least that was a rumor back then. Um, and I saw the good and the, and the bad and the toughness in Coach. I saw all sides of him. Um, but I, I thought it was a very fair podcast. Um, and I guess I didn't uh, see any emotions in it. It was more as very informative. It explained who the man was. Um, yeah, I, pr- I appreciate it. Um, yeah. Well, thanks for sending it to some of your classmates. Uh, I saw the downloads tick up a little bit there. Because <laughs> he's, he's the kind of topic that I think that guys that if they saw that on their phone and they, they had 10 minutes, they press play pretty quick, right? He's an interesting cat. He, he Extremely interesting. Um yeah, I was, uh, it, and it kind of leads into the workouts, what we're going to talk about. Um, at the end of my uh, freshman year, Coach uh, explained that I needed to do track. Um, <laughs> and if I didn't do track, I couldn't play football or basketball the next year. And, and I had grown up golfing with my dad and, and my brother, and that was my true love. And, yeah, you're a good golfer. And I and I uh, went the other way and played golf, and sure enough, Coach uh, would not let me join the teams sophomore year, so I wasn't allowed to play JV or varsity well, uh, football or basketball. That's and, a story I didn't know. Yeah, and then uh, um, he had... Uh, what do you oh, mean he didn't let you? Just like, he just like nope. you showed up for practice and said, nope, go yeah, home? I wasn't allowed to... What do you say? Wasn't allowed to show up for the teams. He goes, nope, so, John, not today? Or what do you say? No, he was clear about it, that I was not playing. You're not playing? Okay. Right. So you're done. And then uh, sophomore year... Um, he had a couple of my classmates talk to me, and as long as I ran track after golf, 
I could uh, play my junior year. So the end of my sophomore year, one of my classmates, Joe O'Keefe, would come out after dinner and he would run with me for half hour, 45 minutes, an hour, and coach uh, gave me a list of things I had to do. Joe actually came out and did double team to make sure I did it. Yeah, um, I so didn't if, know that, John. I was yeah. I would have been a freshman. Of course, I was swallowed up in that survival mode. But uh, yeah, that's interesting. So Joe Keith, we mentioned him. He was so he was a big dude, right? <laughs> yeah, Joe's. See, I tackled him. So yeah, <laughs> he was. I, a, I want I want third party credibility. You still talk to him at all? Uh, I I haven't talked to Joe in a couple of years. We it's been a few years since we've had our uh, reunion. But yeah, okay. he was a, a real close friend. Um, uh, extremely helpful for getting my head back into the game. So I was allowed to play junior and senior year. But, yeah, I had to sit out sophomore year. I did not sports. know that. Now, did he – was it just like the special track that we ran, or did you run competitively at meets? Uh, no, he, um, he gave me a list of uh, uh, tasks I had to complete each night, and Joe came out uh, Monday through Thursday and did the – you know the uh, he gave me so many sprints and four four 400s that we had to run uh, nothing real over the top no but he wanted um, you in shape yeah it was that was yeah. one of the mandatory things it was that the track special i mean uh, yeah we we did it um so you never got in trouble or had to run 800 at a certain time or anything crazy no like and that, i right? and i didn't i didn't take it personal from coach he had his rules he you know he had no, his boundaries it, and it, i it is what uh, it is man there's yeah. no negotiation in this deal yeah i didn't i didn't try and negotiate i didn't go complain or whine i didn't talk to the parents or anybody else it no just, it was what it was yeah so um last question before we get off this topic but do you do you think coach kane could coach today oh boy um I don't know. I mean, I, I remember uh, during the podcast about you know, guys getting hit in the helmet with a clipboard or in the head without the helmet with a clipboard. Now, I've been corrected, Joe. Joe had, several alumni have called me and set the record straight on some things. <laughs> Did and they? they, they uh, a lot of folks said, no, not, he never hit anybody in the head without uh, – he without threw it. He threw it, but you had to duck. Like, well, <laughs> what if you wouldn't have ducked? It would have hit you in the head, right? Um, yeah, I remember uh, my uh, junior year when I was allowed to go out for basketball. Uh, I got a funny looking haircut. I think they called it a body wave or whatever. <laughs> and I, for me, it came out more like a perm. And, and I showed up to basketball practice Sunday night, and coach calls everybody over and he looks at me and says, McClellan, we don't wear our hair like girls. You will have that cut next Friday. But I don't want it, coach. I was more than happy to cut it at that point. Um, so would I get, uh, again, would that happen today? I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, and I wonder if, um, you know, if, if kind of society forces coaches to change anyway. I mean, it's if coach sure were does. alive today, I think he would have been clever enough and and wise enough to change things a little bit i agree um, he was so I, passionate I, about I creating men and that was the style back did then. you know that at the time or did you now realize that <laughs> later because i i don't know what he was doing i i just 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 i didn't want to be called like a, i actually talked to pete stackhouse and um well, i guess i can't yes and i not say some things but Stackhouse said there are certain names that he wasn't called. In his definition of success with coaches, I was never called X, Y, and Z, and I never right. any I never got hit. And so to him, that was success. You know, um, I think I think coaches creating men. I, I you know he again he put up very specific boundaries, and you either followed him or you broke yourself. He he was clear about it. Uh, one was that if you showed up. Less than 15 minutes before practice, you were invited to leave. Yeah. 
and that was on Sunday nights. Uh, there were a couple times where we were uh, cut it a little too close driving out there. And one was uh, between districts and state. My senior year for basketball, when we when we ended up winning state, and walked in about two minutes too late, and coach said, "We'll see you tomorrow night." You know, that, and there's it. yeah, there's no discussion, and and so it was. I think is. Um, a young man, you know, 15, 16, 17, 18, 18 years of age, it was nice to have clear boundaries. Yeah. Um, um, all right. I, I lied. One more question. Last question, I swear, listeners. Do you think he w- the psyche of Coach Kane, why was he the way that he was? And, and I, I, I've pondered that, and maybe it was because he screwed up and didn't get an opportunity to the Yankees. You think that's part of it? I don't know. I you know it was what made him. I mean, he was in the army. I mean, what made him so tough? So tough. Boy, I just I think back then, um, discipline, uh, hardcore discipline was fully acceptable. Right. Um, I mean, it was not uncommon um, for parents to literally spank their kids, you know, with a belt. Oh, I got the with, belt. Uh, yeah. uh, you know, whatever was I extremely it. painful I in the house. Yeah, but you know, nowadays, if you hit, you know, if you belt a child and they, they leave call a mark on their legs, they'll DHS. Yeah, they'll call. Yeah. So I think, um, I don't know, I guess I hope some of it is that um, coaches are, they're, they're, there's more information on how to be a good coach for young guys. That yeah. it's, uh, and hopefully, you know, that parents are learning to be better parents than they were um in the past, I don't. I don't know if it's. I would hope that what we're seeing now is just a slow transition, um, in an advance in and training kids. Yeah. But I'm not sure why coach was that way. And, and I would say I, I broke myself against his rules quite often and uh, suffered. For and it. I yeah. And but I I don't hold it against coach. That was no. I'm the one who made the decision. I so. don't. I don't. I'm not angry. Yeah. You know, it's it's interesting. One of our. You know, one of my friends said, "Well, what are you what are you trying to accomplish? Are you angry or what?" I'm, no, I'm not. But I am profoundly disappointed I didn't get to play. I mean, that's fair. So, um. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, and I and I, you know, that's one of the things I appreciate listening to your podcast. I never realized it. I was a six man on the basketball team, and um, the guys I played behind clearly needed to be starters. They were just superior basketball players. Yes. Um, but coach was not one that played you just because you showed up for practice and that you showed up. He was um, he really from your podcast learning that you know the the starters probably played ninety yes. percent plus the game. And I guess I just never thought about it. Thought about it, it. was and the way it was. Yeah. So I thought your podcast was. I thought it was fair. I thought it was informative. And yeah. And I think if if you look at it in, a, in an unemotional fashion, it was. It's actually a nice historic piece on who coach was i hope so i i hope i i, I hope so so well we'll get a we'll, get, we'll move on from coach kane so you i uh so uh i i kind of rekindled my relationship with with uh john here in the last couple of years and i had a uh, and 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 for legal purposes doc you're you're fully welcome to talk about my condition um we'll you know, we'll talk about it here publicly, but I have an L5-S1 herniation, and you diagnosed me with spinal or congenital spinal stenosis, which is a 25 cent, couple 25 cent words for, um, <laughs> I was born with it, um, which means that, that my spine is, if I'm, if I have this correct, is my spine is more narrow at the base than it is, it's not the same 
metric all the way. The circumference of my spine is not the same at the bottom of my spine as is at the top of the spine. And it's a, I, I assume it's a normal condition, but I am, as, as my listeners know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, a knucklehead crossfitter and, um, you know, there are consequences for, for that. And I, you know, I may argue that maybe CrossFit maybe allowed me to, to do some things longer than what I did before the, before the, the herniation happened. But you, uh, so that's kind of how we rekindled. Uh, and so I'm sure you see lots, you, you see lots of people our age that have resumed some physical activity, aggressive, whether it's CrossFit or racquetball or tennis, um, whatever. And so I'd uh, love to get your thoughts on, on, you know, kind of, you know, educating guys our age on what, you know, what to do or not to do. Yeah, I, uh, great questions. And I, I think um, I've been a, a spinal surgeon in Omaha for, or in Nebraska for the last 22 years. Um, and it's been a definite, um, I would say, a journey seeing um, how people try and stay in shape. You know, I look back when we were at Mount Michael, our weight room was probably 40 feet by 40 feet. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was a dingy had, place. It was not a very welcoming yep. place. It wasn't, uh, it just, it was there. I don't remember any windows. I remember one piece no. of uh, equipment. It was a circuit uh, piece of equipment, yep. a couple bench presses. Yep. And, I think my four years at Mount Michael, I don't think I ever lifted a weight in the room. Or if I did, it was a very... I did because I was trying to play. But anyway, yeah, I digress. <laughs> but, we, but we didn't have... We didn't really have uh, weight programs. No. Um, you were on your own. Yeah, there was no trainer. You had to uh, grab a buddy and, and go down there and, and you kind of put together... I put yeah. together a program with a guy by the name of Walt Barr. Or I lifted with Walt Barr and George Buckler. You're younger than me. But yeah, you are on your own. Yeah, and those those two guys were very fit. I remember. Yes, um, but you know, to to see how um, the opportunities for working out have transitioned now from a dungy weight room in the basement that very few guys use or even know how to use to now. I mean, uh, before the podcast, I talked about I have some patients that are using the Oculus to stay fit. Uh, senior citizens putting on the Oculus it's super entertaining. So Oculus is a virtual reality system. Correct, and you can put on the virtual reality goggles, and you can do obstacle courses in front of you in your basement, and um, uh, it, it's just it's become extremely entertaining at the same time that you're working out. Um, we hear a lot about the Peloton. We have one in our basement, um, and now instead of just doing the uh, spin bike, you can do yoga, Pilates, stretches. They have weight training programs. The choices are immense, um, but what I'm what I'm starting to see is that in guys our age, kind of what I consider the empty nester phase, you know, fifty and above, um, it's just trying to figure out what you're trying to accomplish in your own life, um, and to make sure that the gym that you join or the exercises that you do that they're really in line with what you're trying to accomplish and. What I mean by that is um, if a person wants to get in much better shape, uh, matching nutrition with the workouts, and understanding at 50, your your bodies, and I use this a lot. Anybody that sees me in clinic will understand this right away, but I use the analogy of a pickup truck all the time. And yeah. A 50-year-old pickup truck, uh, if it's got all original parts, the parts can be in perfect shape, but if you hit a few curbs with that 50-year-old pickup truck, you're going to have a problem. And mm-hmm. if you 
pull something too heavy or if you overload the bed of the truck, uh, you know, the springs will break. Uh, axle. Drive across a field of, uh, of bricks. Exactly. <laughs> so it's, it's kind of, I try and, I, I guess when I, it, it's, I try and understand what is a patient trying to accomplish? Because usually they're in my clinic because they were hurt. And it may or may not be related to their workouts. Um, but, yeah, I think it's the reason I requested to come on is I just wanted to sit down and have a chat with you and and everybody that's listening to your podcast to help explain. There's no perfect way to do it, but you really need I, to... I think the key, though, I mean, let's start with, first of all, the need to have fitness. I mean, I, I, I think it's, it's, it's vitally important that you move in some way um, because you know I, I you know I was behind a desk for 30 years and you're, you're not moving and so that doesn't do very if you're not moving and you're not doing something besides that you're gonna be in a heap of trouble and so I think anybody that wants to move or exercise uh, if they haven't absolutely should it, it helps from the internal standpoint your blood I mean my my doc loves my blood work I go twice a year and he he goes I don't know what you're doing but keep doing it, it the blood work is impeccable it, it, so that's a that's a positive thing um, and then again the movement the range of motion you know I I don't have I have terrible range of motion because I sat in a chair for until I was 46 and decided to do something about it uh, so I think it's good to exercise the key is I believe is number one to find something that you enjoy doing because who wants to exercise if it's if it's cumbersome or not enjoyable you should do that it doesn't you know it can be anything but your point is after you find that be cautious about how you approach that so um, that's a good point I, I kind of I break it down into um, there's cardio exercises, you know, which is walking, spin bike, uh, ellipticals, and and then there's weight training and range of motion exercises. Um, and where I see most people get hurt are more of the higher impact, higher weight exercises. And and so there's nothing wrong with doing them as long as people are aware that they have to be a little more careful. And I think that's where, and from my perspective, that's where, um, from a CrossFit perspective, there are many CrossFit boxes out there. It's, it's obviously something that's grown tremendously in the last 10 years. No two CrossFit boxes are the same. And so you should coach shop, in my opinion. And that means you better get coaches that understand the form. They're everybody is standard for how you lift. And, and I will tell you that it, it might, and I'm not trying to advertise CrossFit, I'm not trying to be defensive, but at my gym, there are standards that you have to hit before they'll even let you put weight on the bar. Um, because when you're doing very complex weightlifting movements, today I did clean and jerks, which I don't think there's many 54 year olds doing clean and jerks with a freaking barbell, but I was doing them. And you, you better, there are certain things you better do, like you better squeeze your ass at the top and you better, you know, there, there, there are techniques that you gotta get done. And if, if you don't have somebody watching you do that, you're gonna be in trouble. Um, yeah, it's and, 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 and you know, like, so I'm working out with these 20 year old kids today, and uh, 20, 30 year olds, and and uh, the prescribed weight was 135 pounds. I didn't 
Doc, you'll be happy that I did not, and I I haven't since you ha- you and I have had our ch- chat. I back off weight on the bar. I can still get as that's, good that's a workout good. Um, by doing that. And so you know, I didn't do 135. I did 115. See, CrossFitters. <laughs> I'm proud. CrossFitters of you, always tell everything. You know, <laughs> there's the old joke: a CrossFitter, evangelical Christian, and insurance agent walked into a bar. You know how I know? Because they told me. So. <laughs> But anyway, go ahead. I, but I think I think that's a good point. You know that when you're doing a complex lift, um, which I consider Olympic lifts, squats, deadlifts, hand cleans, they're complex lifts. Yes, they uh, are. A lot of joints involved. Um, in the lift itself isn't a challenge. It's when you put weight on it. And uh, and so what I what I tend to focus on in those uh, the guys and girls in high school, which we see a lot of injuries from those lifts, and guys our age, it's more a matter of. Um, for those that aren't ready for it, can you use the kettlebells, the dumbbells, and lighter weights? Uh, once we get to the 45-pound bar, uh, and as soon as you put a 45-pound plate on each side, you're well over 100 pounds. That's 135. Yeah. And for, for high school kids that don't have a lot of testosterone in their body, their their skeletons aren't really formed. It's a it's a, a very challenging well, lift with a lot of injuries. At what uh, age are their skeletons formed? The skeletons uh, are more mature probably around the age of 20, 21. Um, and that is, we see the same type of adolescent injuries in high school athletes until they hit maybe freshman, sophomore year of college, and then the adolescent injuries go away. And What's your what's an adolescent injury? What does that mean? So the, bo- the bones in adolescence, and by adolescence I'm referring to basically ages 8 up until 20, um, the skeleton is very soft. Um, and if you apply too much weight to it, you'll crack it. And so the one of the more common injuries that we see is a, a lumbar stress fracture. And in most of the boys and girls, they don't heal, so they're left with permanent uh, fractures in their back. Extremely common. And we've seen boys and girls with up to seven fractures in their back. So it's uh, as now in adults, the difference is you don't develop stress fractures. But in a 50-year-old spine that does a squat, a deadlift, and a hand clean, at the age of 50, most people have a little bit of arthritis in their low back. Yeah. And that's where the the rub comes, that if you do a heavy Olympic lift, which I, I consider anything with the long bar, it places those guys and girls at a higher risk for back aches and accelerating the arthritis in their back. Yeah. Um, and so for those part-time lifters... Right, guys that are and girls that are trying to get into it, or that are just and, just and trying again, to. Again, I'm not shape. being defensive, right. folks, but I am not a part-time lifter. Right, I, I I do this four to five times a week. Yeah, um, I'm an athlete, and I and I have the same discussion with the high school kids. You know, if a if a young man or young girl wants to go Division One, they might need to do the Olympic lifts to develop the muscle mass develop the power to compete at a to division survive, one, yeah. right but if your son or daughter is really just into it to enjoy high school sports the olympic lifts again which is a squat def- deadlift and a hand clean with the 45 pound bar it just doesn't make a lot of sense hmm. um i think the risk to benefit ratio is backwards interesting yeah interesting there'll be a lot of people disagree with you but i mean you're you see these cases so i mean we do we've done a lot of research on it i just you know the first i'd say 20 years of my practice we we really focused a lot on the kids right uh and we've done a lot of research on it um 
and we've published what we, I guess, I feel we've published quite a bit on it. Um, we've got one of the largest databases in the country yeah. for pediatric stress fractures. But for the the adults, now that I'm at that age, you know, and I'm, I'm seeing yourself and seeing friends uh, and families that are our age and older, it, it's our focus is really now, and, and in the past, we really didn't pay that much attention to it. What are guys and girls our age, 50s, 60s, 70s, and 80s, what are they doing? To, yeah. I had a funny story. Uh, one of my patients, longtime patients, uh, brought me in a box a month ago or a couple months ago into clinic, and and he sat down and he said, hey, I got something for you. I think you need this. <laughs> I am not uh, as fit as Sam. I don't hit the gym uh, near as often. I open up the box, and it was a push-up board. Uh, so it was a foldable push-up board that had uh, uh, basically about 12 different positions. Uh-huh. Uh, and he looked at me and said, I think you need to start getting into better shape here. <laughs> <laughs> He likes you. That's good. He does. He's been a long-term patient, and I think he kind of looked at me. And an interesting story. So he's uh, close to 70, and he can do a couple hundred push-ups, no trouble. That's awesome. Um, That's awesome. And you can do yeah. push-ups without hurting your back if it's in proper position. And they don't have to be off the floor, boys and girls. Do push-ups off box. That's no picnic either. Yeah. Um, I think I think the plank position is very good for your back, is it not? It is. Um, it is. I, I think the... You know what I enjoy seeing. You'll I'll see patients come into my clinic uh, in their seventies, and we're examining their back, and they're extremely fit, and it, it just knocks you off your. Uh, I mean, you just you can't believe it when you see a gentleman that's in their late sixties, seventies, and they have a six pack ab. Yeah. You know that uh, very few people ever uh, even come close to in their life, and and the and I've paid close attention to it, and it's cardio, nutrition, and a workout program that fits you. You know, it, it's that consistency of can you do it five, six, seven days a week? Yeah, and enjoy the thirty minutes or an hour th- that it's actually enjoyable and fun instead of a torture. Right. Um, and so on the flip side, we we want, and I know you want the same thing. We want guys and girls our age to find a program that they enjoy that doesn't have downtime from injury. Right, and it's it's finding your bumpers of because all of us are made a little different. All of us bring uh, different types of arthritis, different types of body styles, um, and just finding what your I call the the spine your chassis. What will your chassis tolerate when you're 50, 60, 70? We're all a little different, but finding that workout programs that fits you so you can do it day in day out yeah and, and enjoy that's it. the key the consistency yeah. part is that there's an interesting comment about the part-timers um yeah this isn't um yeah this isn't uh make a new year's resolution and going in january get you know and and do stuff that you don't know how to do it's it's about identifying a program that'll that is sustainable and um I like CrossFit from the same point you can measure success as you go there's metrics involved with it and um um, but you're training. You're training full time, and so you are an athlete. You know, and that's that's one of the hardest things I've come to realize is that I'm an athlete. I must be because I spend a lot of money on chiropractic and deep tissue massage, and you know, I I, I drink cherry juice and I take cold showers, and so I mean, I <laughs> yeah. I must be an yeah. athlete. Um, cherry juice for anti-inflammatory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. I do think you know it's. Um, is that good, Doc? Is that a good thing? I, I, yes, I agree with you. Okay, good. I do. I like it. I, I just think as you, 
there's this misperception though that you know for those of us in our 50s weight training was squats deadlifts and hand cleans that's that's what it was in high school if you went into the gym we didn't have any of the fancy equipment no and um it's so it's you know in the future you know mixing in stretching you know we see the pilates the yoga uh you know using like you're talking about deep tissue massages just keeping your chassis going and doing it in a way where you can continue it day in day out oh i I wanted to show you something here we'll probably edit this out but here's some of these things oh yeah theragun oh man they're the best (laughs) (laughs) my deep tissue massage (laughs) therapist noticed a difference because i've been using it so i i think anybody that works out routinely um at our age probably has a theragun yeah or they have i recommend it or they have a wave roller or they have you know they've it, it is you know all of us at our age have some degree of arthritis and when you get into the gym and you're doing your cardio you're going for your walks um, we all wake up with different aches and pains every day of the year um, and it's it, it shouldn't stop you from what you're doing but on your workouts if there's any injuries that really stop you hard yeah it's time to relook at your workouts relook at uh, the type of the scale back correct word is scale it doesn't mean you have to stop the workout but you scale I mean yeah I, and that's what I did for months and months after my injury uh, you know which what does that mean it means instead of deadlift I'm doing elevated deadlift with a lot less weight um, or I'm doing a lot of planks or I'm doing you know yeah whatever if it's push up it, may, it was push up off, off a box I couldn't even do a push up off the floor so I you know you know, it's it's uh, caught my attention um, when you go to a gym and you work out with a trainer. Most of the trainers are quite young. You yes, know? and they don't have perspective. They don't, and it, it I is. I uh, give them perspective. Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> I educate them. <laughs> yeah, no, that's important. I but I do think that at our age, you do have to help educate your trainer um, to help them to understand how you're feeling after the after the workouts. Yes. And um, not all trainers really understand safe workouts. Um, I agree 100%. I mean, we see it every day in clinic. I, in a, what I'm passionate about, if a person is so, uh, if they're going to put the extra time and money into improving themselves, you want to make sure you're putting your ladder up against the right wall. And so um, when you get into the gym, go slow, be careful at first make sure that the workouts yeah um i remember you know uh it's probably been 15 years ago uh several of us joined a gym and um by the end of the year most of us had to drop the gym because we had injuries that were lasting three months six months nine months you put your membership on hold thinking it'll all go away and i think the the lesson learned was you know we had a great time the trainers were super great people i loved working out with them yeah super addictive but I was the wrong age to be in that gym, and and I think I, I would argue with you, but go on. Yeah, I think it's a lot of it though is fighting through the injuries, or you you have to don't stop because of injury, but scale back because of injury, or f- modify, uh, stretch, or focus on why did why was that injury caused? I think in looking back on it, Sam, I think it was. Um, when you're truly a full-time athlete and you join the gym, you're good to go. 
uh, when somebody signs up for a gym and they haven't been there in 10 years, which was my case and, and, and in, my colleagues' cases, fire. yeah, none of them had been to the gym in probably 10 years. And so it, it was being naive that yeah. your, you know, 40, 50 year old body can just jump right jump in right and do in, things. No. And it's, it takes a long it's, time. So one of my coaches, a professional CrossFit athlete, I mean, somebody who's been to the CrossFit, stood on the podium, the CrossFit games six times. And he's now uh, 40, and he's making a decision if he wants to compete. Uh, he could, you know. Uh, but I've watched him, had the pleasure of being able to watch him train for many years, you know. And I've noticed that his stretch time before and after the workout has multiplied significantly in the last uh, seven years that I've known him. And so... The older you get, the more, I mean, he once told me for every, basically for, I need to be stretching and, and so forth three times amount of time that I am actually working out. And people don't do that. They don't know how to stretch. They don't, you know, uh, they don't know the dynamics that are involved in that and they just jump into it. And you can't, you just can't, you have to take care of your body. Yeah. And I, and I agree. I think as you get older or as the body gets older, um, that stretching is required for some of the arthritis, you know, some of the lack of uh, healthy tissues that you had when you were younger. Yeah. Um, but what I what I see in my clinic that don't, others don't see is that the body does have a limited number of hours on it. The back does, and so what you what just peop- like the heart. <laughs> yeah. What people need to be a little careful of is there. I I often use the analogy of a light bulb. You know, if you uh, buy a light bulb from Menards or Lowe's and you sit in the corner and flick the switch, uh, <laughs> the light bulb isn't going to last real long. And and so in the workouts, you just got to make sure that that as that the workout isn't going to necessarily. Um, leave you with a back that won't allow you to do what you want to do as you get older. And that's, that's I had a conversation with the gentleman earlier today, and I said, because um, I told him about how I scaled today, I mean, um, you know, I'm, I am older, and there are things I want to do. I just came back from a uh, f- six-day cruise, you know, and I want to travel. I mean, if so, I don't, I don't want to... I don't want to be going through the the airport with a cane, um, so I am mindful of that. I'm in a different spot. On the other hand, I want to continue to. It's a balance. I think mean, we talked about that before. Before we started this, it it's is. a balance. I also want to have internal blood work that's going to give you know, uh, you know, the, the actuary will look at and say, hey, that guy's going to live to be 83 or whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah, good point. Good I'm just point. trying to make. I always try to make 50. I made 50, and I'm trying to make 60, and I'll worry about 70 later. But um, <laughs> I'm confident but you, you'll but, make but it. But you want to have the internal blood work, too. So it's a balance. It's a right. balance. I, I I think if you do nothing, here we, we know we're going to get into a nice little subject, but I think if you do nothing, you're going to hurt your immune system. Um, and um, there's a reason that some people are in the hospital for, with COVID and some aren't. Um you know, there's a lot of overweight uh, people in this country, and I'm not saying just because you're overweight you're going to get COVID or be in the hospital, uh, but I, I think we've got to pay attention to those things in this country. I mean, um, and so I, 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 you're not saying don't exercise. You're saying exercise, but be smart. To, you know, any age you should be smart and, and be um, cognizant of of taking care of yourself and scaling appropriately. Keep Correct. moving, but don't um, 
don't wear out your spine. <laughs> yeah, it's the, um, again, just coming back to that analogy of a truck, um, there does come a point where a truck can't work, right? It can't haul anything, it can't carry anything, uh, and it can't go off-road. And a lot of us, uh, during our life... sit there and rust out, you don't want that. Well, during, during our life, there are a lot of people that get to that point in their 70s and 80s where you sure. know, they can't walk more than a block, they can't stand more than five minutes. And so knowing that that is kind of the end stage of a back, just, you know, in your 50s and 60s, judging where you're at, you know, how much arthritis is in the back, how much life do you have, and that helps people, it helps guide them on how aggressive can I be in the gym, how hard can I work out. Um, I think that's important. Just we see a lot of younger guys in their sixties that they can't stand more than a few minutes. They can't. They can't walk a block anymore. Well, John, I see people fifty-four years old. You're fifty-five or fifty. I'll be fifty-four this year. You'll be 50, you're fifty-five. I see guys our age that uh, can't. Yeah, it scares me. Right. That's and, not and right, obviously, though. that shouldn't be that. It shouldn't be that. Way. Well, and obviously, a lot of potential causes. You know, it right. could be a poor heart. Could be diabetes. Obes- yeah, obesity, obesity. They can't feel their feet from diabetes. I mean, right. a million. So I'm. I'm really nutrition, just. I mean, I'm being very myopic yeah, here yeah, I from a spine standpoint, but right? It, but the spine does not age well, and um, so it's important to you know listen to your back. Uh, at that point where your workouts are creating a lot of back pain, it, you know, if if people are in that uh, position, taking a look at it, getting it looked at, see you know how much arthritis is developing and better understand what your chassis looks like because there are some workouts that are very hard on the back that are fine for patients that don't have all those degenerative changes. Right. And and I just, when people are putting that much effort into living a better life, I just want to make sure that they get really what they want out of it. Right. And, um, yeah, I think there's a lot of guys our age that finally have the time. They've got the evenings free, yeah. they, you know, and they and they finally have some friends that'll meet them at the gym. And this is a great, this is potentially a really great time in life. Uh, and I think um, I just want everybody to to you know decide how do they want the next 20, 30 years of their life to to look. Right. And it, it really does matter uh, what you do. Like you said, if you don't work out. Yeah, that's that's going to end up. You're in, not going to have 20, 30 years. You aren't. <laughs> you aren't. And then on the on the flip side, it, and working out, by the yeah. way, listeners, could mean walking five miles a day. Right. I mean, that's a great workout. Yeah. It's a great low impact workout, and it'll get your heart where it needs to be. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah. Simple. You know, uh, when we talk about uh, guys in their fifties and sixties and girls, um, I, again, I bring it back to the truck. If you drive a fifty year old truck every day. You're very careful about the gas you put in it. You keep, you know, the oil and the tires looking clean. You put the truck inside. You don't park it outside in the driveway. Mm-hmm. A- and if you think of your body as a vehicle, the age that you are, it'll help give you a frame of reference of what your workouts should look like, right? And yeah. so I, I think, um, and I just see so many people getting what I would consider wound up in, you know, we're, we're seeing a lot now with, you know, people coming in taking testosterone, you know, and we see some guys in their seventies that are just extremely in great shape. And the future of um, health, the future of nutrition, the future of workouts, 
it's extremely exciting what's coming at us. Extremely exciting. Well, lifespan has gone up. Probably since you've been practicing, it's probably gone up, what, six months? I mean, I don't know, or maybe a year. Oh, I'm paying much more attention now that I'm right. older, Sam. <laughs> Actually, worries will know. I know, I know. I try and figure out where, where I am. I talk to my cardiologist about where I am on that table all the time. <laughs> well, great stuff. I I appreciate the opportunity to, uh, to talk about it. Um, I am going to do a quick rapid fire thing that I've been doing with uh, with uh, guests this year if you don't mind because it's just sure. something silly and dumb but it's interesting because I learned stuff so this is rapid fire you ready it's, I'm it's ready. It. you just gotta whatever comes to right. the top of your head we do favorite ice cream chocolate favorite cowboy John Wayne nice favorite egghead Sam Fisher I am not an egghead <laughs> that doesn't count <laughs> You're an egghead. I'm not an egghead. Uh, favorite movie? Oh, wow. I'm getting a good list, actually, because people are naming name movies I haven't seen. Wow. I like all the Jason Bourne movies. Okay. Cool. Those are my top. Good deal. Anything else you wanted to add today, Doctor? Uh, favorite high school, Mount Michael. Mount Michael, huh? <laughs> are we better than prep? Heck yeah. Heck yeah. <laughs> 